Hello everyone and welcome to the YJBM Science News Podcast where we discuss the most recent science news from across the Yale community. I'm Samantha, first year MPH student in the Department of Health Policy. And I'm Mara, second year PhD student studying microbiology. So instead of several small research articles this week, we will be talking to you about two big research papers from the Yale community that have been published in Science Journal. Mara, tell us a little bit about this first study. So the first study that I have for us today is actually this collaboration between people studying cancer treatments and radiology and people studying more biophysics and polymers chemistry. Um, this study was published in Science Relation of Medicine and it was laid by professors Mark Zaltzman and Ranjit Bindra. Okay, cool. So what types of cancer are we talking about here? They're, they were researching medulloblastoma. It is the most common type of cancerous brain tumor in children, or at least starts as, out as a tumor in the lower region of the brain, and then it tends to metastasize into surrounding membranes. After that, it often makes its way into the CSF, making it a type of cancer with very, very high mortality. And the problem with uh, getting into the CSF is that there's really no anatomical barriers between brain and this kind of fluid. And additionally, it's very hard to treat cancers that metastasize in this manner. What was the challenge with CSF tumors? Well, it's been proven difficult over years, in part because this fluid, it cycles very, very rapidly throughout the human body. And typically, when the drugs are administered, they're just flushed away before they had any chance to have any effect on the tumors at all. Okay, so what was the solution? The researchers fabricated nanoparticles that utilize different polymers, novel polymers that were developed for the study, that not only deliver drugs inside of them, but they actually adhere to the tumors in CSF, and they slowly released a drug that is actually a widely used approved drugs for cancer that inhibits DNA repair. What was their study design? What they did is they grow some mice with medulloblastoma tumors and then they separated them into three groups. To one group they administered no drugs, to the second group they administered the same drug but without the nanoparticles directly into the CSF. And in the third group, they used the drug inside the nanoparticles that again were administered directly into the CSF instead of oral route. So after that, they monitored mice for survival and they're also monitoring the presence of those nanoparticles in the CSF. They also used different imaging techniques to measure the sustained drug retention in the tumors themselves. So they could see if the drug is getting delivered by itself. And what they saw was actually really exciting. They saw that the group that was treated by CSF delivery of nanoparticles containing the drug, they had significantly higher survival rates and the drug remained in the CSF for up to 21 days. They were also able to see the drug co-localization with the tumors. That is absolutely fascinating. What is the significance of this research for cancer treatment? Well, first of all, as you can see, they're able to treat those kind of drugs in, um, inside the CSF. And this, this has a big significance because we were not really able to do that before. That's why medulloblastomas have such a high mortality rates. And they're actually doing that by utilizing the exact thing that makes medulloblastomas so problematic when they metastasize because 
what they do, they deliver drugs to the CSF and they pass the anatomic barrier into the brain directly. And this kind of treatment can also be translatable into other types of cancers. For example, the challenge with a lot of brain tumors is that we cannot cross the blood-brain barrier and drugs cannot cross blood-brain barrier, so sometimes treatments have to be administered directly into the brain through a really complex surgery, which makes it challenging to say the least. Now, with this kind of delivery, it can get directly into the brain, inhibiting those tumors from growing further. And it can be administered in many more ways than brain surgery. <laughs> wow. Well, Mara, I have to say a little bit of this, the minutiae of it is a little bit above my pay grade, but that was fascinating to hear about and I'm excited to learn more. So am I. Well, what's the second story of today, Samantha? <laughs> Well, the study that I will be talking about is aimed to learn more about the molecular mechanisms during brain development that differ in primates and in rodents, and which lead to different levels of cognitive ability. And this study was a collaborative effort between a team of Yale scientists and collaborators in Spain at the Hospital Del Mar Research Institute in Barcelona. Can you tell us a little bit more about how the team conducted the study and what exactly did they find? Yes, absolutely. So the team observed the way early patterning centers specify neural stem cells in macaque monkeys and human brain organoids using single cell transcription. So according to the study published in Science, among their notable findings was, and I'm paraphrasing because this is not my realm of expertise, that there was primate-biased expression of galanin-like peptide in the anteroventral organizer, and that galanin-like peptide ligand enhanced neural stem cell proliferation in human and monkey brain organisms and in injected mouse embryos. And so this was not a process which occurred in mice who had not been injected. So according to Dr. Nicola McCauley, a co-first author and associate research scientist in the Rackage Lab, the findings suggest that GALP, the galanin-like peptide, may play a role in the increased size and complexity of the primate brains across evolution. And for more information on this research and the team's additional findings, I obviously highly recommend that our listeners go look at the paper because I could not do it justice by explaining it myself. Yeah, we encourage you guys to go to the description and take a look at the papers we're listed there because I found both of them really fascinating and they have some amazing figures. Yes, absolutely, me too. I will say this week our brain um, articles have been absolutely fascinating but we are also hoping to bring you some more translational research next week yep stay tuned and thank you for listening to the podcast absolutely bye